the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for Rescuers, the show about people who change and save lives. Now, here's your host, Art Brooks. And hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Rescuers Radio Show. And you can find rescuersradioshow.org to find all the shows that we've done since May 7th of 2020. And... uh, very grateful to have the guests I have for, for our worldwide audience today. Uh, Dr. Brent Garrison, founder and president of By the Book Consultative Group and as a mentor discipler with CEO Forum. We're going to unwind and find out about that. Hi, Brent. How are you, Art? I'm good. Good, good to be here. I'm with good. You. Say, uh, before we get into the, uh, the meat of uh, your background and all of that, I'd like for you to. Uh, Share your personal background. What's your backstory, and how did you get to this point in your life? Golly, we've got an hour and a half. <laughs> Are there? No, we don't do pictures, so <laughs> okay. that'll speed it up a little bit. Well, I was born in Gary, Indiana, where the Jackson Five uh, grew up. Wow! And so I'm a Hoosier. Um, my dad was a Wonder Bread salesman. My mom was a beautician and a medical transcriptionist, and uh, I have an older brother. So that's my family. I came to faith in Christ uh, at 15. My dearest friend Bill invited me to a camp, and it was at that camp I accepted Christ. Uh, And that kind of changed my life 54 years ago. It's hard to believe how time flies. I know. It was also at that camp I met my wife-to-be. We were both 15, (laughs) and uh, seven years later we tied the knot, and that was 47 years ago. So got four grown kids, six grandkids all here in Phoenix, and I had a, a 34-year career in uh, higher education and high school science teacher, and then the last 11 years with the CEO Forum, working with uh, uh, business executives who are people of faith. So that's, that's in a nutshell Great. my background. Awesome. Thanks, thanks for sharing that. So um, let's start unwinding the CEO Forum. Yeah. What exactly is that? Well, Art, it started as a, an idea with Mac McQuiston back at Focus on the Family over 25 years ago. Mac was a, a development guy, and he was running into these uh, business executives who were donors. <laughs> and uh, I think a couple of them said, you know, Mac, why don't you get us together? We don't have a format by which we can talk about living out our faith in large corporate settings. Uh, there's been marketplace ministries around for a long time, like uh, Christian Businessmen's Association and and uh, C12 and FCCI and on and on. But Pinnacle Forum, Pinnacle Forum started here, as you know, in in Phoenix. Yeah. Uh, but but they they were running larger companies, 
and it's not putting a poo-poo on these other ministry, marketplace yeah. ministries. It's just that running a larger company is a little bit different animal. So that's how it started. They just got, a couple of them got together in, in Chicago, I believe, and 25 years later, uh, we've got a couple hundred members of of companies that, you know, I'm not going to mention them, but they're they're the, the, the top companies that people know. And, um, and so that's kind of the, the infancy and the development of, of CEO Forum. And it's not just here in Arizona. It's no, it's nationwide. All nationwide, right? It's only it's only in the states. We're not international okay. by any chance. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, so you have a quite uh, you've had quite a career in uh, Christian higher education, as you mentioned. Uh, tell us about that. From I, th- I think it began or somewhere around Chicago with Moody Bible Institute, and uh, and then. Uh, things later on, but but tell us about that. Yeah, even before that, Art, I started my college administration career in 78 at a school that some people will know, Laterno University in Longview, Texas. R.G. Laterno, this really segues nicely with what you're doing here with this show. R.G. Laterno was a, um, a businessman, entrepreneur. He invented the electric wheel, which is used to, di- to this day in earth-moving equipment. So you're he, saying I'm really old? Well... If it fits, <laughs> wear that puppy. <laughs> but R.G. was a businessman, had uh, factories all over the world. And uh, after World War II, he was given a piece of property by the by the government to help train GIs coming back from World War II. So to this day, the school's there in Longview, uh, engineering program and wow. aviation. Um, so I was there from 78 to 84, and then I had the, the privilege of going to Moody Bible Institute, as you mentioned, as a... First of all, I was dean of students there for a couple of years, and then I was vice president of student uh, of uh, of external studies. So we had extension sites all over the country, and uh, Chicago, and then uh, independent learning, and we had a radio program that ah, uh, that uh, ran. You know, like people like Irwin Lutzer and and a number of well known um, preachers who were on that program over the years. Nice. So I was there uh, eighty four to ninety five, and then came out here to be president of what's now called Arizona Christian University, and so was president there until 2010. And frankly, Art, when you become a president, you become a fundraiser. <laughs> you know, you think it's yeah. going to be something else, but you spend most of your time asking for money. And yeah. after 15 years, I go, I don't, want to, I don't think I want to do this the rest of my life. And the chairman of my board, Dean Borgman, who lives here in Scottsdale, he was the chairman of, um, he was the CEO of Sikorsky Helicopter. Oh. another large manufacturing company uh, out of Connecticut. And he introduced me to the CEO forum uh, 11 years ago. Wow. So that's so, in a nutshell. Mike. So you said now known as ACU. What was it before? It was Southwestern College. Uh, oh, I remember that. Yeah. Southwestern yeah. Bible College, right? right? Exactly. Yeah. On Cactus and, and... Cactus, 25th and Cactus. Yeah. And then we moved uh, to kind of a Christian liberal arts uh, uh, model. Uh, because Bible colleges are great, Moody Bible Institute, for yeah. example, the, the best known one in America in, in the world, not just America. But uh, you know, to expand our our recruiting opportunities, and then uh, you know the rest of that story. They moved the campus a couple of years ago to the old Thunderbird yes. School of Management yep. campus, which uh, God had that all set up for us. He did, didn't he? You know, yeah. So what a great success story. So you you didn't have to rebuild. No. Yeah, uh, no. just just clear the land for something else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. In fact, the old campus it's been uh, basically leveled except uh, 
100,000 square foot dormitory that we had built uh, toward the end of that that life cycle. Yeah, I I did some classes there for media with uh, with John. Um, gosh, I can't think of John's last name right now. He used to run uh, Salem Broadcasting. Oh, okay. Anyway, um, th- that was a lot of fun. I bet on that campus then, and uh, it's a far reach now. 59th Avenue. 59th and Thunderbird. Yeah. 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 yeah it's a beautiful campus. Yeah. So, uh, so you did that for 15 years? Uh, 15 years and then 11 years now with yeah. uh, the CEO forum. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we primarily are a discipleship ministry. We, yeah. we love on these business executives. Uh, you know, again, Art, think about it. Where do we live out our faith most effectively? It's not going to church. No. It's after we leave church. It's a, Do we live it out at home as a husband or, or wife or with our kids uh, at work, mm-hmm. um, at school? Yeah. So for, for me, I came to Christ because of a relationship I had with a friend at school. He invited me to a camp, which, again, <laughs> you, you know, everybody needs to be thinking in Christ. Who was, who was instrumental in saying, um, what do you think about Christ? What are you going to do with him? Mm-hmm. Or invite you to church? Uh, right now, folks, are we inviting neighbors and friends to, for example, Christmas services that yeah. don't go to church? They they may love to go with you yeah. and kind of be re- uh, spiritually energized. It's the ask. Yeah, but, it's, yeah. but somebody typically has to say, hey, come with me. Yep. So if it weren't for Christ- Christmas as we know it, the, the birth of Christ, <laughs> Son of God, God coming to be with us, uh, if that didn't exist, there'd be no Christmas. No. And I've had this discussion over the last week a lot with friends, and, and just think about this. The world would be without Christmas if oh. that happened. And where would each of we of us be? We'd be scattered. We'd be seeking whatever it was that we were seeking. We'd still find God, but in a different way, different religion, whatever that would be, right? Yeah. In fact, that reminds me of a wonderful book by the late uh, D. James Kennedy, uh, what if Jesus had never been born? Oh, wow. Each chapter kind of unpacks the impact of Christ's life yeah. and redemption on every area from uh, health care, education, uh, women's rights, <laughs> uh, slavery, you know. Yeah. Uh, scriptures don't necessarily say end it, but it was the impetus which ended it through people like Wilberforce and others yeah. all over the world. Yeah. So you're right. No Christ, no Christmas, yeah. no Christ, no no crucifixion. Right. No crucifixion, no redemption. No, no salvation. Yeah, no salvation. <laughs> so yeah. so uh, that's, that's an interesting point to ponder, uh, ponder this time of year. I mean, if people just stop and listen and realize this is not about the gifts, it's not about anything we think it is or what it's become, it's all about the birth of Christ. And you take that away, there's nothing there. Yeah, what do you have when you take Christ out of Christmas? <laughs> Decorations, gifts, <laughs> and drinking. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it really, it ta- yeah. it's, it's like the world takes the truth yeah. and it, it, um, it makes it cheap. Yeah. I mean, Christmas without Christ is really cheapened, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, so... Um, I want to go. I want to go backwards here a little bit. Uh, I think you mentioned it, but with your this, the CEO forum, you mentor mentor and discipler. Yeah. 
What is that? Well, our discipleship is a term that people in Christ know. Yeah. It basically means walking life together. In fact, uh, didn't Dietrich Bonhoeffer write a book called Life Together? Yeah. And uh, that's a perfect that's a perfect uh, definition of discipleship. Yeah. It's uh, it's someone that may be a little bit more mature. Age doesn't make any difference. It's maturity in Christ. Walking with somebody that may be a little bit behind them. That's not a demeaning idea. Right. We all we all need mentors and disciplers in er- various areas of our life. Why not in the spiritual realm? Uh, I think the other thing with discipleship is that it's just a support relationship. I mean, Art, imagine you're running a multi-billion-dollar international corporation, mm-hmm. and um, I can only imagine. Yeah, I mean, really, yeah. think about it. Yeah. Walking into that office, yeah. most of the people that come into their office is asking for something. Yep. They've got a completely different worldview than that person in Christ may have. So there's not a whole lot of support to. Talk about your faith or live out your faith. Yeah. So I, I trust, and I believe this is true, the forum has been that that vehicle that's come alongside these precious business leaders and said, hey, it's okay. You're not alone. Yeah. And then the other thing that's cool is we introduce them to other executives that are running large companies because they get the idea, I'm a, I'm a unicorn. There's, there's nothing else like me. Yeah. And that's not true. It's not true. It's not true. So that that's the thing. It, it's amazing to see them get together sometimes because we do we do training uh, with the, with uh, Richard Blackaby of Blackaby Ministries. Yeah. Uh, you know, his dad wrote Experiencing God. I just heard him speak rec- recently. Yeah, he does a lot with yeah. marketplace yeah. leaders. He does. Yeah. But when you get these these men and women together in a room, there's just an an, autom- an automatic affinity with one another. Yeah. They know how to speak one another's language. They know the challenges that they're they're facing. And to live out your faith in the marketplace, what a great place to do it. But it is tough. It is tough. Yeah. Um, The closest I ever came to something like that was back in the uh, mid-2000s, 2005. Um, I'm going to name drop here. Do you know Terry Hamlin? Oh, yeah. Okay. Terry's a good friend. Terry's a really good friend of mine, and he's a real prayer warrior. And um, I went to him one day and said, I, I think God's calling me and my wife to do a uh, something for those that don't believe or living in darkness. With, with the, If they are believer, they can't talk about it in the media. Yeah. So we, we started a, uh, a nonprofit uh, uh, called uh, Christians in Media. And I said to him, I'm going to get fired for doing this. I'll lose my job. And so he says what Terry usually says, let's pray. Let's, yeah. let's, let's pray heavy on this. Well, we, we did it, and we had a nice 12- or 13-year run with it. Because wow. I noticed there were people being in the industry for almost 2022 will be my 50th stepping stone of being in this this industry. And how do you look this young after 50 <laughs> years, Art? Come on. You know, I can't tell you the secret. I'd yeah. have to kill you. It's so. pickle juice. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was a real knucklehead, knucklehead with my life. So, uh, But anyway, um, uh, yeah, so I, I noticed that there were people that were believers, but they couldn't talk about it in the in the workplace. And um, so... Especially media. Yeah. In fact, yesterday I, I was reading an article about Denzel Washington. He's great, and Denzel is be, even becoming more vocal about his faith. Yeah. 
and um, that's pretty cool. Yeah, but it is. but he has he has a platform because of his notoriety. Yeah. To be able to say, I don't care what you think about me. Yeah. I'm going to live for Christ. Yeah. You know, so that's pretty cool that you have the courage. It takes courage to do that, doesn't it, Art? It, uh, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> when you've got a good paying job and yeah. uh, a lot. Uh, in case uh, you're just now joining the Rescuers Radio Show, I'm speaking with Dr. Brent Garrison, founder and president of By the Book Consultative Group, and as a mentor discipler with CEO Forum. And by the book, I guess that means the Bible, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> what yeah, absolutely. Other, what other book, what other book is there, Art? <laughs> I know. I know. So, uh, so uh, some of your teaching experiences uh, have been have ranged from high school to teaching in other uh, countries, yeah. such as China. Uh, give us a journey through those experiences and even award achievements achievements that you've had. Well, I've not gotten any awards other than <laughs> I, I think years and years ago I was a, a elected teacher of the year at Eterno. <laughs> uh, but, you know, that's not that important. Yeah. Uh, that was just fortunate. But the traveling and especially to China, which is yeah. not an open book. So, well, so it, it isn't. My first trip there was 2000, and then um, it was about uh, 2015, 2000, something like that. I, I don't remember. The first time I went was uh, to lead a team of uh, college graduates to teach English in, in a public high schools outside of Beijing in, in uh-huh. Longfeng, oh. just a little town of a couple million people. <laughs> you know, it's, China really is remarkable. But here's the bottom line. ELIC, English Language Institute of China, is pretty well known by some of our listeners. But they place Christian uh, college graduates who are English speakers in universities and high schools across China. They have for decades. And because of that, they develop relationships with students Mm -hmm. while they're teaching English. The Chinese know this. Yeah. You know, but but the English is so good, the teaching so good, the relationship so good, they allow it to continue. So I took a group over there and um I can't tell you, Art, how many opportunities we had in a public high school to talk about Christmas and Easter and Thanksgiving. Wow, I personally opened the scriptures every time we did something and we did it in front of the the teachers yeah. and the students, and then we got into the the, the the homes of some of these kids. They invite they, that was an honor for an American to come be with them. Yeah. So anyway, that was just an incredible experience. That was like six weeks one summer. A couple of years later, I was invited to go back as a visiting lecturer with ELIC, and I took my wife Maggie then. And for two weeks, this is what I did. <laughs> I didn't have to. I didn't have to prepare anything other than show up in a large classroom with junior and senior majors in English. These were all Chinese. Uh-huh. They could speak English, but their enunciation, their yeah. their vocabulary is a little bit limited, okay? Just like when you and I take Spanish and French. <laughs> you know, it, it, we need to go be immersed in it. Yeah. So so they wanted English speakers to come in and, and talk. So all we did, and my wife came in a couple of times. We'd sit on stools in front of the class, and they would just ask us questions about America. Well, don't you think that opened up some opportunities to yeah. talk about our yeah. faith? Well, yeah, natural stuff. Yeah. So, frankly, I found an awful lot of freedom <laughs> over there. Now, I think that's being limited now yeah. from what we're hearing from yeah. missionaries. But at that time, I, wow. it was an amazing experience. And, and have you journeyed to any other countries? Yeah, Maggie and I, Maggie was um, 
uh, director of, of missions at our church for over 20 years. So we, we visited uh, probably about 40 countries over the years. So that's one of our great joys is is other cultures and yeah. people and, and foods even. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, cultures uh, cultures are all the same in a way, aren't they? Yeah. They are. I mean, we uh, we certainly have differences, cultural differences, but in Christ, the need is the same. We need to be redeemed. <laughs> bottom line. Yeah, bottom line. <laughs> bottom line. Yeah. <laughs> So um, you have uh, authored at least one book that I'm aware of, uh, Leadership by the Book, and um, Lessons from Every Book of the Bible uh, in that book. But any other books? But tell us about this one. How how did it come about? How do you wake up one day and say, I'm going to do this? Yeah, great question. By the way, I I did another one with Don Whitney about 25 years ago on spiritual formation. but. Mm -hmm. It didn't sell either. <laughs> either, <laughs> and you probably you probably know this. Most books don't sell even two thousand copies, yeah. so they don't. I have not, a lot of friends that that have them all in their trunk of their car. <laughs> exactly, they're they're not yeah. reprinted. So that yeah. book was uh, yeah. on spiritual disciplines. Uh, now Don Whitney had a, a best selling book called uh, Spiritual Disciplines for the Christian Life. So I highly recommend that Don right. Whitney's book. Right. Um, my book, where did the idea come from? Again, I'm working with CEO Forum. I'm going okay. How do I get the CEOs that I'm working with to view the Bible as the single best leadership resource you can have? I've, led, I've read about leadership my whole life. I, in fact, I was just telling my wife not to brag. I read 48 books last year. Wow. And so I'm pretty well read, yeah. uh, not just leadership, but I've read an awful lot of the leadership stuff and an awful lot of the Christian leadership stuff. And I'm, I was amazed that, yeah, they'll allude to Scripture, but it, it won't be necessarily immersed in Scripture. So then I thought, man, I don't know any leadership book that takes a leadership idea from every book of the Bible, mm-hmm. even Song of Solomon. <laughs> I mean, think about that one, yeah. right? Yep. So that's where the idea came up. Uh, you know, I'd read through the Bible again, and I marked some passages that talked about leadership, and then I'd write a little, usually a two-page follow-up, and then with some reflection questions at the end of every chapter. So the chapters are pretty short. It really lends itself nicely to a devotional, or yeah. you've come to a couple of the Leadership by the Book uh, gatherings here in Phoenix with some business people. Yeah. And um, so that, that's the background. So anyway, I'd write a chapter, and then I'd send it to my group uh, that I worked with the CEO forum. I said, Is this, does this resonate at all with you? Well, it, it did. <laughs> So, you know, you put it all together when you're done writing 66 wow. books. Did you know John Teets? A little bit. Uh, he, every day, read a chapter of, of Proverbs. Yeah, yeah. 30. 31. Th- yeah, so it works out through the month, and then he'd mm-hmm. backtrack. Mm-hmm. So every day he'd start his day that way, and this guy ran mega, mega manufacturing companies. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and that's amazing. So th- there's so much, you know. That's the best tool we have. I, I think it is. And I, I do too. And, and as you look, and as you look through again, not to plug my book, it's on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay to plug. And, your book. and uh, by the way, there's two books by that name. So make sure it's Garrison. <laughs> Garrison. <laughs> the other one, Bill Hybels, and oh, okay. and another one wrote uh, years ago. But but mine has a little chapter on every book of the Bible. So 66 uh, chapters. Uh, when you look, though, at the back, um, I, I, I kind of boil things down. 66 topics. 
and I was thinking about this. I got to write an ending to this. I've got sixty six <laughs> topics, but when I started looking at all of them, be it delegation or decision making or multiplication, I said, "It's Matthew. It's the, it's the two. It's the two commandments that Christ gave. Love who? God, yep. with every part of your essence, and then love others as yourself. And if you boil leadership down to that." That's what it is. If, if I love God, then I'm going to lead differently. Yeah, and these are people that these are people that uh, train and teach every day the, the business. Yeah. And and is, was that hard sometimes to bring them out of that light and into a different seeing of with the Bible? You know, I don't necessarily think so. I Art, I've found the ones I've worked with at the forum have been incredibly mature in their faith. And great leaders, or they wouldn't be running large companies, yeah. right? There's, yeah. there's some essence there. Absolutely. But we always need to be reminded to yeah. not think about ourselves too highly. Yeah. Philippians chapter 2, this is the bottom line that art. <laughs> Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Nice. And what was the mind of Christ? Two things humility, he was God, but thought it not robbery, right? Yep. And then number two, he was a servant. I can't imagine a better. Yeah. platform for a leader to use, but to be a humble, teachable yeah. man, woman, and then serve. I think it works every time. <laughs> <laughs> Brent, thank you so much. So if somebody wants a copy of Leadership by the Book Lessons from every book of the Bible, where can they, where can they find it? Amazon. Okay. Amazon. Best yep. way. Yep. Brent, thank you so much. Uh, you're a powerhouse for God, and uh, you certainly are a rescuer, changing and saving lives. Thank you, sir. Thank you, brother. All right. Uh, RescuersRadioShow.org, and you'll find every single show we've had up to this point and just added another one to the book with Brent Garrison. God bless. Rescuers, Thursdays at 5.30 Arizona time on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ AM. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.